0: Today is the 21st day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is great to be here with you. Uh, It's great to be here with you today. Feeling a little, 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 tiny, tiny bit stronger. And that's kind of how it comes on. That's how the jet lag works. Uh, We did have an adrenaline-filled day yesterday yesterday. Uh, j- just because we were seeing all of this stuff for the first time and uh, experiencing the wilderness. And we'll talk about that uh, in a little while. But, uh, but first, we need to take the next step forward as we continue reading through the scriptures. And today we'll be able to read the scriptures uh, here from the southernmost part of Israel in the city of Elat on the shores of the Red Sea. We're reading from the Christian Standard Bible this week. Today, Leviticus 11 and 12. the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Tell the Israelites, You may eat all these kinds of land animals. You may eat any animal with divided hooves and that chews the cud. But among the ones that chew the cud or have divided hooves, you are not to eat these. Camels, though they chew the cud, do not have divided hooves. They are unclean for you. Hyraxes, though they chew the cud, do not have hooves. They are unclean for you. Hares, though they chew the cud, do not have hooves. They are unclean for you. Pigs, though they have divided hooves, do not chew the cud. They are unclean for you. Do not eat any of their meat or touch their carcasses. They are unclean for you. This is what you may eat from all that is in the water. You may eat everything in the water that has fins and scales, whether in the seas or streams, but these are to be abhorrent to you. Everything in the seas or streams that does not have fins and scales among all the swarming things and other living creatures in the water. They are to remain abhorrent to you. You must not eat any of their meat and you must abhor their carcasses. Everything in the water that does not have fins and scales will be abhorrent to you. You are to abhor these birds. They must not be eaten because they are abhorrent eagles bearded vultures Egyptian vultures kites any kind of falcon every kind of raven ostriches short-eared owls gulls any kind of hawk little owls cormorants long-eared owls barn owls eagle owls ospreys, storks, any kind of heron, hoopos, and bats. All winged insects that walk on all fours are to be abhorrent to you. But, you may eat these kinds of all the winged insects that walk on all fours. Those that have jointed legs above their feet for hopping on the ground. You may eat these any kind of locust, katydid, cricket, and grasshopper. All other winged insects that have four feet are to be abhorrent to you. These will make you unclean. Whoever touches their carcasses will be unclean until evening, and whoever carries any of their carcasses is to wash his clothes and will be unclean until evening. All animals that have hooves... But do not have a divided hoof, and do not chew the cud, are unclean for you. Whoever touches them becomes unclean. All the four-footed animals that walk on their paws are unclean for you. Whoever touches their carcasses will be unclean until evening. And anyone who carries their carcasses is to wash his clothes and will be unclean until evening. They are unclean for you. These creatures that swarm on the ground are unclean for you. Weasels, mice, any kind of large lizard, geckos, monitor lizards, common lizards, skinks, and chameleons. These are unclean for you among all the swarming creatures. Whoever touches them, when they are dead, will be unclean until evening. When any one of them dies and falls on anything, it becomes unclean. Any item of wood, clothing, leather, sackcloth, or any implement used for work is to be rinsed with water and will remain unclean until evening. Then it will be clean. If any of them falls into any clay pot, everything in it will become unclean. You are to break it. Any edible food coming into contact with that unclean water will become unclean, and any drinkable liquid in any container will become unclean. Anything one of their carcasses falls on will become unclean. If it is an oven or stove, it is to be smashed. It is unclean and will remain unclean for you. A spring or cistern containing water will remain clean, but someone who touches a carcass in it will become unclean. If one of their carcasses falls on any seed that is to be sown, it is clean. But if water has been put on the seed and one of their carcasses falls on it, it is unclean for you. If one of the animals that you use for food dies, anyone who touches its carcass will be clean until evening. Anyone who eats some of its carcass is to wash his clothes and will be clean until evening. Anyone who carries its carcass must wash his clothes and will be unclean until evening. All the creatures that swarm on the earth are abhorrent. They must not be eaten. Do not eat any of the creatures that swarm on the earth. Anything that moves on its belly or walks on all fours or on many feet, for they are abhorrent Do not become contaminated by any creature that swarms. Do not become unclean or defiled by them. For I am the Lord your God. So you must consecrate yourselves and be holy, because I am holy. Do not defile yourselves by any swarming creature that crawls on the ground. For I am the Lord. Who brought you up from the land of Egypt to be your God? So you must be holy because I am holy. This is the law concerning animals, birds, all living creatures that move in the water, and all creatures that swarm on the ground, in order to distinguish between the unclean and the clean, between the animals that may be eaten and those that may not be eaten. The Lord spoke to Moses. Tell the Israelites, When a woman becomes pregnant and gives birth to a male child, she will be unclean seven days, as she is during the days of her menstrual impurity. The flesh of his foreskin must be circumcised on the eighth day. She will continue in purification from her bleeding for 33 days. She must not touch any holy thing or go into the sanctuary until completing her days of purification. But if she gives birth to a female child, she will be unclean for two weeks, as she is during her menstrual impurity. She will continue in purification from her bleeding for 66 days. When her days of purification are complete, whether for a son or daughter, she is to bring to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting a year-old male lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering. He will present them before the Lord and make atonement on her behalf. She will be cleaned from her discharge of blood. This is the law for a woman giving birth, whether to a male or female. But if she doesn't have sufficient means for a sheep, she may take two turtle doves or two young pigeons, one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. Then the priest will make atonement on her behalf, and she will be clean. Mark five. 21 through 43. When Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the sea. One of the synagogue leaders, named Jairus, came and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, My little daughter is dying. Come and lay your hands on her so that she can get well and live. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd was following and pressing against him. Now, a woman suffering from bleeding for 12 years had endured much under many doctors. She had spent everything she had and was not helped at all. On the contrary, she became worse. Having heard about Jesus, She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothing, for she said, If I just touch his clothes, I'll be made well. Instantly, her flow of blood ceased, and she sensed in her body that she was healed of her affliction. At once, Jesus realized in himself that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing against you? And did you say who touched me? But he was looking around to see who had done this. The woman, with fear and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Daughter, he said to her, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be healed from your affliction. While he was still speaking, people came from the synagogue leader's house and said, Your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? When Jesus overheard what was said, he told the synagogue leader, Don't be afraid. Only believe. He did not let anyone accompany him except Peter, James, and John, James's brother. They came to the leader's house and he saw a commotion people weeping and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, but he put them all outside. He took the child's father, mother, and those who were with him and entered the place where the child was. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talita Kum, which is translated, Little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl got up and began to walk. She was 12 years old. At this, they were utterly astounded. Then he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Psalm 38 A Prayer of a Suffering Sinner A Psalm of David for Remembrance Lord, do not punish me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. For your arrows have sunk into me and your hand has pressed down on me. There is no soundness in my body because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have flooded over my head. They are a burden too heavy for me to bear. My wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. I am bent over and brought very low. All day long I go around in mourning... For my insides are full of burning pain and there is no soundness in my body. I am faint and severely crushed. I groan because of the anguish of my heart. Lord, my every desire is in front of you. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart races. My strength leaves me. And even the light of my eyes is faded. My loved ones and friends stand back from my affliction and my relatives stand at a distance. Those who intend to kill me set traps, and those who want to harm me threaten to destroy me. They plot treachery all day long. I am like a deaf person. I do not hear. I am like a speechless person who does not open his mouth. I am like a man who does not hear and has no arguments in his mouth. For I put my hope in you, Lord. You will answer me, my Lord, my God. For I said, don't let them rejoice over me, those who are arrogant toward me when I stumble. For I am about to fall and my pain is constantly with me. So I confess my iniquity. I am anxious because of my sin. But my enemies are vigorous and powerful. Many hate me for no reason. Those who repay evil for good attack me for pursuing good. Lord, do not abandon me. My God, do not be far from me. Hurry to help me, my Lord my salvation. Proverbs 10, 8 and 9 A wise heart accepts commands, but foolish lips will be destroyed. The one who lives with integrity lives securely, But whoever perverts his ways will be found out. All right, so in the book of Leviticus today, and again, you know, uh, the law and the customs and the rituals are being given, and so we can consider this to be a portion of scripture that's that's kind of like dry reading, not particularly riveting reading. It's because of the kind of literature it is, right? So we read the Book of Genesis, and we're reading like a, a narrative. We're reading in story form what happens next, and so uh, and this is how we understand things, right? So even when we get together and t- catch up on each other's lives, we're gonna we're gonna say this is what happened uh, between the time that we last met, and catch each other up and tell it in order. Whereas the law, these are statutes and uh, regulations and rules, and we can read this kind of literature in in our modern era by getting online or going to the library and getting a law book. But uh, you never really see those on the bestseller lists because they aren't the most riveting reading. So we can go through a reading like today in the book of Leviticus and just kind of you know zone out or glaze over because we're talking about clean and unclean animals and uh, you know the rites of purification after childbirth and, and we could we could see the logic in kind of outlining what can and can't be eaten uh, you know like what's edible and what is no, has no uh, nutritional value to a human but we you know we might wonder why it's in the bible but if, if we go a little closer and we remember when we started this particular portion of the Bible, there are practical reasons for why things were to be done the way that they were. Practical and just a community perspective, but everything had a spiritual underpinning. What's being installed into this culture is that they couldn't do anything Almost anything at all, without it leading back to a reminder of who they were, who God is, and where they're going. So uh, if we look a little closer, you know we might each have differing opinions about what kind of animals should or shouldn't be eaten, depending on where we are on the planet. We might be able to uh, order a big Mac. In the United States But you probably won't be able to order that in India And we could definitely get lost in the weeds On trying to determine why something's clean or unclean In terms of uh, the food supply But, But that would be missing the point Clean and unclean things Still do exist in this world And the principle that God's weaving into the culture Of the children of Israel The principle of clean and unclean is no less applicable today because it was always intended to be an outward representation of what was happening inside of someone. So there are for sure, for sure things that we know are not clean. And there are things that we know are. And whether it's a behavior or a compulsion or an activity Or something that you're thinking about. The fact that our our reading in Leviticus represents an ancient custom has no bearing on the reality that there is still clean and unclean and we should not participate in what is unclean. So maybe we don't have to be ritually pure anymore. But that does not mean we're not supposed to be pure. And as we're out here in the wilderness and we've, we've experienced one day in the wilderness, and we'll be experiencing most of today in the wilderness as well, it doesn't take hardly any time to look around and realize there is no way to survive out here without God. I mean, it would be so... It, it would be... Even now, in modern times with modern logistics, if we took a million people, even a half a million people, out into this wilderness and tried to sustain them as they moved around uh, without roads, like I mean, we—it would be virtually impossible now, absolutely impossible then. So we see that God leading His people into the wilderness where they have no way out and are having to learn and be reframed and reformed into a new people. How important this was and how, how important this is to our own lives. There is clean, there is unclean. If we're going to consume what is unclean, whether in spirit or body, we are going to become defiled. Maybe we're not going to become ritually impure. But the effects on our body and spirit are going to be the same. We're separating ourselves from our intended state, holiness and purity. And there is clean. And inside of us, we know when we are wandering into unclean territory. And we know when we are walking pure and holy and are living clean lives. And as we can see from the book of Leviticus, it matters. And so, Father, we invite you into that. And yes, we are in this darkness of the wilderness. And yes, this certainly does put us right in the story that we're reading. And even from the book of Mark, when we read Jesus of you casting demons into the swine, we, we think ahead because we're going to go there too. And so we can see that you have a lot to to say to us as we journey whether here physically in the land of the Bible or whether as a community experience as we day by day just journey through the scriptures there's a lot for you to speak to us as we're here and we invite you fully nothing is off limits to you show us the areas that are unclean the areas that we need to walk away from, the areas that are doing us no good whatsoever. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's home base, Uh, Where you find out what's going on around here And obviously uh, We're in the land of the Bible right now Uh, Just kind of getting going on our pilgrimage Where we will experience uh, So So much We have already been as far As far west as you can go in the land That was yesterday in Ashdod on the Mediterranean Sea It won't be the last time We're on the Mediterranean coast But that's as far west as you can go And uh, We're leaving out from Elat Today, we traveled south all day yesterday through the wilderness and truly got to experience what we're talking about when we're talking about the wilderness. When we talk about the desert and the story of the children of Israel and their formation, we are here. And uh, it is stark. And it is barren. And uh, it is desolate. And there's so much that gets brought up in our hearts because of that and so we're kind of just sitting with it we were able to visit Beersheba yesterday Uh, Beersheba is the southernmost city within the borders of ancient Israel right so the borders of ancient Israel uh, uh, were known uh, from Dan to Beersheba so from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south of course, we traveled a lot further south of Beersheba, but visiting there, starting there, uh, looking at how people had to live and how they had to get water in a uh, arid transition zone, understanding that you're standing in the book of Genesis, pretty big deal, pretty good place to start. And uh, then we kind of just began to move into the the deep desert. And uh, we were able to uh, uh, find an outlook and overlook the, uh, the wilderness of Zin. We haven't got to this story yet in the Old Testament, but uh, these children of Israel who are getting their laws and customs and being formed right now, they will eventually be preparing to go into the promised land. And before they do that, they will send spies into the land. And that will happen from the wilderness of Zin and so we uh took some time to explore that story and its implications to our own lives uh before before grabbing some lunch and we had some some lunch with the bedouin folk who live in the desert and uh travel around in the desert and even though the, their culture is is modernized to a degree uh, uh, the desert dwelling people Dates back thousands and thousands of years. So uh, even though uh, desert dwellers may have new, newer technologies than they had thousands of years ago, they still live very simply and uh, very nomadically. And we were able to, uh, to have a taste of that, literally and figuratively, uh, as we had lunch together out in the desert. And uh, then we continued, uh, c- uh, continued our journey south to, uh, toward the Red Sea, which was our destination. Got some ice cream. Got a favorite, got a favorite spot down in the desert where there's, uh, there's dairy farmers and fresh ice cream. Got to enjoy that before making our way to Elot and the uh, shores of the Red Sea. And boy, when, you, when you're standing on the shores of the Red Sea after traveling through the wilderness all day long. And uh, you're able to kind of stand there and and see into the country of Egypt and see into the country of Saudi Arabia and see uh, into the country of Jordan while standing in the country of Israel, realizing that as you're looking into the land of Egypt... You're looking into the continent of Africa. like All of a sudden you realize I am a long way from Kansas. Like I am a long way from Spring Hill, Tennessee, or or all of the different places that we've come from. And it kind of hits us. It hits me every year, almost always at the same spot. Like we are, this is really happening. We are really here. And yes, I am a long way from home. So, uh, so that's, that's kind of what our day looked like today. We will be spending most of the day in the desert, uh, but a lot to do, and we'll be coming out of the desert and we'll talk about all of that, uh, tomorrow. So thank you for, uh, thank you for your prayers, your continued prayers over safety, stamina, health, logistics, uh, this, the, the whole thing, it's, it's quite a dance. Uh, to do what we're doing and keep everything uh, moving in the same direction and on the same page. So thank you for your prayers. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link on the homepage of dailyaudiobible.com. did I already say that? I don't know. I'm still jet-lagged. Anyway, there's a link on the homepage. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996 Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877 942 4253 is the number to dial. And that is it for today. I'm Brian, I love you, and I will be waiting for you here tomorrow.
1: Hello, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Kay from Woodstock, Georgia. This is my second time calling um, since I found out about this ministry last year. I am uh, with a heavy heart calling in to ask for prayer for my dear friend, Elaine. She is, in her 70s, one of the most vivacious, healthiest, godliest women I've ever known. And out of nowhere, she got sick with a virus uh, that um, went to her heart. And she is in ICU right now. And it's just, uh, it's, it's scary for all of us, we know where she's going if the Lord decides to take her but I'm real selfish right now and so is her family and I just pray that you would pray God's will that you will heal her from this myocarditis and um, before this happened she went to her uh, family practitioner and she's never taken medications in her life and they put her on steroids and antibiotic shots and antibiotics, orally, and inhalers, and it just completely flipped a switch in her brain, and then she um, tried to hurt herself, tried to end her life, and then then this happened. And now she's in ICU with her heart at another hospital. So, again, um, if you would just lift Elaine in prayer that God's will will be done and give the family and friends peace, that he will heal her this out of heaven. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Hello,
2: Daily Audio Bible listeners. This is Candace from Oregon. And I want to stop and encourage all the musicians among us and pray for all of us, uh, including myself. Being a musician for the Lord is a, is a huge, <laughs> glorious experience. And it's... Um, it's just, it's usually such a, such a joy. It's so, uh, it's so good. It's also really, really terrible at times. And all of you, if you've spent enough years as one of God's musicians, you know what I'm talking about. You could give examples of what I'm talking about. But I think if you look across the years, The blessings, if you look across for the details of your experience as God's musician, the blessings have far outweighed the struggle. So I would encourage you to do that. Lord, I lift up before you now, along with all the listeners and prayer warriors who are hearing these words now, we lift up the musicians among us, Lord, and we ask you to bind the enemy from them, to free them into your service in every way that you desire, Lord. Fill their hearts with peace and joy. Encourage them and help them to be disciplined in their efforts and to listen to you, Lord, and keep their eyes on you. We pray in particular for Lynn Song's husband, and thank you that she has been there to intercede on his behalf. And that her love for him is an undying love that only you can provide. Thank you, Jesus.
3: Holy Spirit, flowing free, please fall down afresh on me. Inside, outside, all through me. Take my life, Lord, let it be. Change it all, I'm begging, please. Keep me free from all disease. Free my heart from the sin it sees, flesh condemned, but spirit free. When I'm weak, Lord, make me strong. Stay with
2: me and tarry long. Lord, I feel Your presence strong. Lead me, Lord, where I
3: belong. Blind Tony, 1016 at gmail.com. Like to give a shout out to Terry the truck driver. Hope you're still healing up and everything's going good. And Lee from New Jersey, like to give you a shout out too. Anyway, thank you once again, Brian. Hard and family for this wonderful podcast for God's Holy Spirit to flow. Keep it flowing, y'all.
4: All right, bye bye. Hi everyone, it's Christy from Kentucky. I wanted to call tonight and reach out to some of our sisters in Christ. Um, first of all, hurting in North Carolina, um, you called about your brother, and um, I'm I'm glad that your brother is getting the help that he needs. Um, but I can still hear your concern, and I'm just praying for you. Um, You just love your little brother so much. That's so evident. And you both have been on such a hard journey. And I'm just praying that the Lord will touch and heal both of your hearts and to restore joy back into your lives and to let you walk out the rest of this journey together being healed and happy and knowing that you both have a hope and a future. I also wanted to pray for my sister Kathy in Kentucky and let you know that I'm praying for your brother and your family member that is dealing with addiction. And also Janet, Sister Janet, we are praying for your son Jared and we are asking the Lord just to minister to his heart and to give you peace about the decisions that you have made to place him in this program. And I'm just asking for the Lord to give you guidance uh, and direction and what you should do uh, regarding Jared's request to come out of the program. Um, you know, pray about it, and when you find peace in your heart, you will know the answer. We love you, Janet, and we're praying for both you and Jared. I also want to just speak to um, our sister Alyssa. Um, you called in, and you are just in such despair. It just broke my heart to hear your tears, and I want you to know, dear sister, that we are here for you. Um, Everyone, there is a DAB Friends page. And if you ever need immediate prayer, if you go on that uh, Facebook page, the DAB Friends, you will have immediate responses from people all over the world who will pray for you right away. And uh, Alyssa, you are never alone. Uh, God promises he's always with us.
3: Hi, it's Jutta from Germany. I want to say thank you to Brian for doing it. I listened to the Daily Olive. Bible today to Jill's words. And it's really truly an amazing uh, task what Brian has to do every day. No holidays, nothing without thinking about how to get it set on the internet. I want to say thank you, Brian. Thank you to your family. Thank you for supporting Brian and thank you for having a part of it. Every day, thank you for, and God bless you, God keep you safe, God give you, and all your team a wonderful, amazed, last time. Thank you for everybody who does it in different languages. Thank you for all the tasks you have to do, and God bless you, and God keep you safe, and God support you in everything, and God give you everything. to. Be safe. Thank you for doing it. You're an awesome community. Alison Daly, since many years, thank you for being a part of it. God bless you all and keep you safe. I you. Bye. Yota.